Hello friends. On today's episode of the podcast, we are joined by an old friend of mine, Troy McTier. Um, Troy shares his journey with us, which is nothing short of extraordinary and a bit of an emotional roller coaster at times. Um, he shares with us when he hits complete rock bottom and how he managed to turn this around for himself and not only for himself, but now he helps other people in their lives. Troy is a master success coach specializing in reconditioning thoughts and emotions and his work delves deep into the unconscious mind and how our conditioning produces results that we can experience in our lives. I'm not going to go into any more detail in my intro because I think Troy does a wonderful job of introducing himself. Al and I really, really enjoyed this episode and if anything, we really benefited from the from from what came out of this episode and the knowledge that we gained. Um, there's definitely a few things that have come out of it that that make me want to delve deeper um, and do some more research into areas of uh, breath work, uh, meditation, um, and, and not only that, but reconditioning the way I think about life and about emotions and and stress and anxiety and all of that. Without further ado, uh, we hope you really enjoy this episode. It was an absolute banger. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to That's Interesting with Mark and Alan, where your hosts, the great and powerful Alan Fowlers, as well as yours truly, myself, Mark Fawzi, will be discussing and unpacking topics that really interest us, experiences we've had, current affairs in the world, as well as telling some dad jokes and talking some smack along the way. Our aim is to entertain you, provide you with some golden nuggets of value, and pretty much get you through your day in a positive and happy way. Please enjoy hearing us have some fun with this, and don't be shy to tell all your friends to join in. Mr. Ozzy. Mr. Thales, how's it? Yes, Troy's in the house here, looking fancy with his airport. <laughs> Hello, Troy. How's it, Alan? How's it, Mark? How are you guys? Good. How are you, bud? Very good, thank you. I see you weren't joking. You, you are wearing your best jersey. Yeah, China, of course. Got to make sure I'm <laughs> looking fresh for you guys. <laughs> awesome. That's what we like to hear, buddy. That is what we like to hear. Setting the bar. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> What's happening to you guys? Good, man. Just navigating uh, the torrential downpours in Cape Town um, intermittent with you know, load shedding uh, and Uncle Cyril changing his mind about a bunch of things. You know, just just going with the flow. How about you? Yeah, all good, hey? Um, uh, I've actually enjoyed this um, uh, time to reflect, although it's getting a bit longer now. Uh, mm. Also got load shedding this afternoon, um, uh, which is which is one of those things they just sort of sprung onto us as well. Um, yeah, well like, got to go out of nowhere, it's got to go with it though. The more we focus on these things, the more we get sucked into these negative thinking spirals, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, just got to go with it and see what we can make, how we can make the best of it. Yeah, I think that's the, 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 one of the biggest things and what I'm so excited, you know, especially with the conversation we'll have today to unpack all of that and how to manage your mental state. I mean, I know Fawzi and I have spoken about it, you know, a couple of times over the course of the hundred days that we've been in lockdown. Um, but you know, it's over a hundred days now, which is insane. Um, and to see how we unpack that, because adding load chain to the mix, you're like, oh, really? Yeah. Really? I was joking about it yesterday. It's like, we encourage everyone to work from home, but we're also going to make it a, a little bit harder and more challenging to do so. Interesting. Troy, for, for everyone who, who's listening who doesn't, um, who, who's never met you or doesn't know who you are, why don't you give us a, a quick rundown of um, your journey and, and yeah, how you've come to where you are now? Okay, cool. So, so, so currently, I, I am a master success coach. i been doing this since. Um, uh about last year july when i qualified got trained in, in um um through a guy called robert simich in dubai um which is a completely different field to what i was in before i um i i went to um, a private school and was I, I then went to uct to to study accounting 
uh, was, you know, told this is the way that you have a secure job. This is the way that you have secure financial um, freedom for your family and your kids, you know, then you get a white picket fence house and, and you Labrador. get married and a Labrador and um, uh, you have two children and then um, you send those kids to school and that's your life. So throughout my whole life, I was like, this doesn't sound fun. Like, I'm not that keen for this life. Like, it's not, it's not interesting to me. Like, is that it? Like, we're born into the world and then that's all we do. We go through yeah. this process of, of, of what we told that we should be doing, uh, you know, and send your kids to school and then, you know, become the soccer coach or whatever it is um, mm. and, and try to climb that corporate ladder. So, so I... I had this 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 um this sort of wake up well not really a wake up but a but a like do I really want to do this? And after I finished studying accounting at UCT, um I I started dabbling in poker and 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 that allowed did. me some serious freedom because that was you get online and you play some poker and you win some money, you can do what you want with that money. Um and and you could play all day long if you wanted to. So, so I was doing my honors and I decided to just not, not actually complete or I tried to complete. I failed the first time due, due, due to playing poker um, at UCT. I failed my accounts or didn't qualify for accounts UCT GDA, which is the postgraduate um, diploma in accounting, which was really um, like a, the, the thing to be in, you know, like if you made yeah. that, you were it, like you had made yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I, was, I was like, "This is bullshit." Anyway, so I went to Joburg <laughs> to BDO, and I started. Uh, I was there for six months, and I had studied my my ass off, and I thought to myself, "Okay, what is this guy earning? Who is, who is, um, uh, you know, managing me?" And I think back then in two thousand and six or two or two or two thousand and seven, he was earning forty grand a month, and he'd been there for about six seven years, and he was hoping to be partner. I think at that stage, I was in like five thousand four hundred rand a month. I mean you can't even afford rent with that. No. So I didn't under understand what this work that I'd done at varsity, that was this epitome of, of you've made it in accounting was going to get to me if I was going to stay in corporate. Yeah. So I was looking out to, to, to go, to go into something else. So I, I started playing poker and I was making way more than that a month. So I, I decided to resign and play poker professionally. And from there, I went to Europe and played poker in Ireland for about uh, a year. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, so I'm going to pause you there. I'm going to pause you yeah. there, okay? How do you, how do you decide to play professionally? Like, you're like, okay, I've got X amount of money. Like, how do you even get into the tournaments? Like, what's the, the in? How does so, it work? So, so professional poker is a very loose term. It's someone who plays poker to make money and survive, I suppose. Okay. Like professional, professional poker are the guys that are actually at the top of the game. I wasn't high-stakes poker player. I was sort of a mid-stakes poker player playing tournaments. So anyone can buy into a tournament anywhere in the world. So you can go to the World Series of Poker, the, the buy-in is $10,000. You buy into that, you play, and you can win it. Because at the end of the day, it is for gambling. Okay. Um, but there is a lot of skill involved uh, sure. with the guys who are the top of their game. So yeah. essentially, I was playing to make money to survive. Um, and it was fun. And, sure, and I came yes. back. it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I came back to Cape Town. And during this time, I was using a lot of uh, drugs, booze, cocaine, um, and, and weed. And then when I came back to Cape Town in 2011, after I actually missed the World Cup because I was in Dublin. I mean, that was retarded. I don't know why I did that. So I missed the World Cup. Anyway, I came back in 2011, um, or the end, end of 2010. And... Uh, I, I had no idea what 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 I what what I wanted what, what I was keen to do, mm. and I think how old was it? Twenty ten. I was I was twenty five years old then, and I decided uh, cool I'm going to get into real estate. So because I was told again real estate if you're not doing accounting real estate is the best way to go. Yeah, that's, so the, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's the one again. Not me. Not me deciding. Family friends. People that I've spoken to saying this is the way to go because I had no idea what I wanted. My whole life was I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was told the whole time this is what you should be doing, right, in order to achieve these goals and to live a secure life to provide for your family. And I got into real estate in Cape Town, but I didn't really enjoy it, and I was partying a lot. Um, the drugs took over. I 
I felt myself really um, uh, finding acceptance and belonging in a crew of people, beautiful people, amazing. I'm still friends with them today. Um, but my value that I put in myself was I was the guy that people came to to have a good time. Okay. And, and I was always the guy at the party. And that's how I got my um, uh, sense of acceptance. Although mm -hmm. this was killing me financially because I wasn't making any money. I wasn't playing poke anymore. So I was partying five <laughs> times a week. So I spent money to keep friends essentially. Okay. Because uh, this, this is what I believed was a perception in my mind that I needed to impress people to show them that I'm worthy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't really sure how to get out of that. So at the end of 2011, 2012, um, a friend of mine said, let's go to Joburg because, you know, you can run away from the drugs. It's going to yeah, of course, it's yeah. a great idea. There's nothing in Joburg. There's nothing in Joburg. So I left and I got a job at a property company. I was like, I'm not going to get in the scene. Three months in, I was doing the same stuff, same people that I found in my life. I created the same reality in my life. And that's wow. the one thing that I've learned now is like you cannot run away from, your, from yourself. Until you heal the shit inside of you, you're going to keep bringing those same people, that, those same things, those same flaws back into your life until you yeah. figure out what that pain was. So I saw this pain, pain going on from childhood, whatever it was that we can discuss later. And I then um, uh, I, I got into property here, did very well, still unfulfilled, unhappy, didn't know what I wanted, what I wanted, wanted to do. Throughout, throughout that process, I was using, using drugs until 2019, January last year, I found myself in rehab. And I was like, I still remember this day. I woke up in this bed at about, it was the first night I was in rehab, I got, I, I put myself in on, on the Friday night um, and I woke up and I walked out of the room to the nurse's station and I was like shaking, shaking and I could not breathe, like having a full blown panic attack. I had these before, but never this serious. Okay. To the point where I got outside and I was lying on the floor, sweating, my shirt was completely drenched. Okay. And, and saying to them, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Take me to the emergency room. Take me, take me to the hospital. And these nurses, yeah. Obviously, I've seen this thousands of times before. For me, it's the first time I experienced this. Like, just relax, just, just breathe. I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking breathe. Don't understand. I can't fucking breathe. Take me to the hospital. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, come on. Like, so I literally thought I was going to die. Like, I had this thing in my mind. I was already in a very negative space. I was like, I'm going to die in rehab right here now with no one around me, with none of my family. And this is what it. I've done to myself. Yeah. This is it. And they came, they gave me a shot of Ativan, which is the most relaxing thing I've ever experienced in my life. Um, if you've ever had Ativan before, it's a serious drug. And it completely calmed me down. But I went to bed, I woke up in the morning and I was like, what have I done? I've got no real, like the guys in the bed, the, bed, the, the two guys in the bed next to me, they had some serious problems. They were like living in a shack, you know? I've got a beautiful home that I bought, you know, um, I'm engaged. Um, I've, I've gone to UCT, you know, I would not saying that that doesn't mean that you're going to get to that point, but it's saying like, who was I, this entitled little prick to go and, you know, just put myself you no in that real, you, have, you, have, you have no real reason to have dug yourself this hole. Yeah. Exactly. Like there are emotional reasons that we can dive, dive yes. into, but like in that in that space when I'm sitting there with other people that have come from nothing, like nothing, like I'm a privileged, you know, white person in this country, like who the fuck am I to be in this space using uh, my insurance money, right? And these are thoughts that, that, that sort of roll through, through my mind. And at that point, I, I decided and I had a, a complete realization of you've done this to yourself, that this, this depression, this, this drug using, um, uh, I've done this to myself and now the only way out is for me to make a decision to get out of this. And that was the, the defining moment in my life where I decided, okay, cool. I'm taking responsibility for myself. I'm no longer a victim. My entire life, I played the victim card. Entire. So at that point, I made the decision that I created, or I, sorry, I came to the realization that I created this in my own life. Okay. And that I've been a victim my entire life. And the only thing that would get me out of this was no rehab, was no third party, was no drug, was my decision to and take responsibility for what I created. And then by, by accepting that responsibility, you can make the change. Yeah. And then this had this realization. And anything in my life, good or bad, I choose that I, I pretend that I created it so that I have the opportunity to change it. Because if we don't claim responsibility for it, how can we change it? And I think I said something about 
my the psychiatrist said to me like how are you she said you are the only person that i've seen come in these doors that hasn't come back a second time mm-hmm. and i said to us purely because i made the decision and the choice and we all have that available to us as human beings i'm not special everyone has the ability in their mind and their brain we all have the same brains we all have the same minds like we were the same neurology and we can make a decision to make any change in our life and that's the work that i'm doing now is how do we change from the old self to the new self and yeah. it's a very specific way to do it and it's easier than we think we believe it's hard because that's what we've been told yes told change say, you've been saying like yes you want to make a change your life well you better be prepared it's going to be a hard slog a long hard slog to change your your you know your reality or whatever you have around you and that kind of thing so you know i'm excited to unpack that a little bit more with you and also chat about the the journey from there because obviously it's one thing to have gone through that process uh, and then come out the other side as you have it's a it's a different story to have gone through that process come out the other side and then decide to help people with the information you now have you know so when, when did when did that that process or that decision happen for you Okay, cool, cool. So that's 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 an interesting question. So when I came out of of treatment in um, February, March of twenty of twenty nineteen, I was heavily heavily medicated on sleeping pills, on anti anxiety, on antidepressants, uh, on heavy doses to the point where I actually have hallucinations in the evenings. Um, uh, when I was sleeping, like like vivid hallucinations, where I get out of my bed and think someone was actually in my room with a gun or with a knife and like vivid, vivid. So, so scary, scary shit. And, and one of those nights I was like, this is not for me, these meds. So at that point I then decided, okay, how do I get off these meds? And how do I, like, what am I going to do with my life as well? Like, am I going to be on these meds my whole life? Cause it, because that's what I was told. So you're going to be on these meds your whole life, right? That's it. You, I was told I was bipolar. I was told I was um, um, uh, clinically depressed, clinically uh, like, Clinical anxiety, all these things, um, uh, just and it's just a test you fill in, and you fill in these things, and like any human being that gets a thing wrong is, is then bipolar or manically depressed. Yeah, so tick the box. I was like, yeah. you just tick the box. Yeah. So at that point, um, I I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I don't, I like, I had no idea, and I gave myself until until June to figure it out, like what I was going to do, like how I was going to make money again, and because I mean I was supposed to get 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 married as well uh, last year in April or May, sorry, and we had to postpone that because myself and my fiance actually both went into, into um, treatment. And yeah. it's still being postponed now, which is fun because of COVID. So we've been engaged yeah, like two say. years now. <laughs> anyway. Patience. So, yeah. <laughs> patience, Ruth. Yeah. So, so in that journey of coming out, out, out of that, I, I, I'd always been with people and who would open up to me. And I thought it was just people that liked me or felt comfortable with me. And the more people I spoke to, people said to me, Troy, you're really good with helping people feel comfortable. You're really good with, with people being vulnerable and you, you ask good questions. So I don't believe in giving advice because my advice is for me, it's not for you. You've got your own set of beliefs and values and systems. Like anyone who gives advice, that's the advice that they believe, right? If you have a yeah. mentor in business, sure, they can give you advice about how to take a business step. But with your own personal stuff, Ask yourself questions and don't, don't take advice from someone who maybe isn't where you want to be in your personal development, whatever it is. So I then started looking at, holy shit, maybe I should be a life coach, but I didn't want to be a life coach. I wasn't keen to like have like eight clients come in one hour a day when I, and I charge them, whatever, yeah. like, and not see, and not see results. Have that label. Like I wanted to see results. Like I wanted to see how I could get out of my ship. So I found a coach um, and I went to his training for 10 days in, in Dubai and my life changed like this. By doing the work, by understanding how the unconscious mind worked, and understanding how thoughts worked, understanding how emotions worked. Um, and I'd always had a very negative mindset and I'd always create negative stuff in my life because I thought the worst would, would happen. My mom actually said to me, I just wish I could send you to someone that could teach you how powerful your mind was and you could change your thoughts into, into positive thoughts. And she manifested that somehow because I found this guy um, there's a lot of this work going around, but it's just not, yeah. it's just not out there. Yeah. So I hope to bring this to more people. Like our unconscious mind is just a set of values and beliefs and experiences and memories, right? That, that, that we go through um, proving ourselves right every single day. And yeah. that's what I did my whole life. Mm-hmm. I was proving myself right about how people used me. I wasn't using people. They weren't using me. I was using them. About how people hated me. About 
me judging people, about me comparing myself to people. I'd always see that in my life. So I had this negative belief and that caused me to get into a depression. Once I understood how you can actually, how the mind works and I went on this course, I was like, okay, now I know. Now I want to help people. And now I know I can get changed quickly because mm-hmm. what's the, like I've been to therapists for five years, years, 10 years. Cool. You go see them. You feel good off, good off the session, but what changes really happen? Yeah, so what I yeah. want to do is come three days, let's work hard. That's it. And we, and you have an undeniable conscious experience of change in your mindset, in your feelings, in your emotions, the way you react to people, the way you respond and all that. And that's what I wanted to bring to the world. And like, we want instant change now. Like everyone wants stuff instantly. Like we live in an age of instant, instant, of instant. Course. Like yeah, we yeah, can yeah. get anything delivered now on our phones for fucking in half an hour maximum, you know? Yeah. So, so bringing that, and bringing the awareness and the paradigm shift that you don't need 20 years of psychotherapy or 20 years of any sort of counseling or mentorship or coaching to get yeah. change with immediately. Like change, we believe, takes time. But if you think about it, change happens in an instant. Like you decide and all of a sudden that change, oh, I want to move to, to Bali or I want to move to Cape Town, whatever it is. Mm. And you think about it for three years, but in an instant, you decide, okay, I'm doing it. And you change. Well, I'm going. Yeah. 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 So, so that's my journey after that. Like coming, wanting to help people instantly and then get the lasting change. That's, that's the main thing. How do you get the lasting change? And there's three requirements for lasting change. It's just, you got to focus on what you want, right? You got to take action towards what you want and you got to enforce your boundaries. Mm. So what we focus on, we create in our life. What we, uh, take action towards um, uh, multiplies in our, in our life. Action equals progress, and progress equals happiness. Everyone asks me, so what's happiness? Like, how do I get happy? Like, there was some was some guru, I'm not sure it was, but it, someone asked him that question. He said, yeah. just be happy. <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean, just be happy? But but the truth is that 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 we've been sold this paradigm that you need something external outside of you to be happy. Yeah, and that's what advertising is. That's what all this stuff like we hypnotize. We go around, we see billboards. We see, get this bra to get this guy, get this car to get this girl, get this 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 yeah. whiskey to to yeah. have status, whatever it is. Happiness is created inside, and it's through a process of um, taking action, which creates progress, which creates happiness. When you in progress, you're happy. There's no overwhelm. Yeah, and and yeah. that's what I would like: instant change, but lasting change, and that's why like i'm passionate about this shit because once people see it they go holy fuck i can do this and you remove the limitations of what this old paradigm has taught us yeah absolutely and i think for you know noticing that and because right now like you say everything is instant and you know people have access to so much information now Mm. but they're taking a bit of this and a bit of that and um, you know, I saw a post on this that this guy said on Instagram was a two-minute clip, and it, you know, it made a lot of sense to me. And then you kind of take a little bit of that, and then a little bit of that, but nothing, like you say, nothing brings about that that lasting change. So, like you say, maybe you implement it for a day, or think happy thoughts for today, or whatever it is. Um, and you don't, and you're like, oh, that was great. But then, you know, like you say, nothing really changes. So, you know, finding something that really unlocks. Um, you know, as a mental shift for yourself, or like you say, like that paradigm shift, that's, I think that's what a lot of people, um, when they come to you, when they experience that, like, okay, this is what they're talking about. This is an actual paradigm shift. This is not my mood changing for the next 24 hours, but this is something that I really can embrace and apply to my life. Exactly. And I've got, I've got some beautiful points there as well. So like with regards to, to the change that you feel inspired or motivated for after reading someone's post or watching a video, whatever it is, right? So that is motivation created externally, okay? So I wanna, I wanna, I wanna quickly explain or share something with you, which is how we create reality, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is a fucking amazing little formula that, 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 that changed me. So hopefully you guys can hear this and your your um, uh, subscribers can hear this and they can really sink in, but, but, but I've just, just thought of this now. So how we create reality really, okay, or our results in our life. So we have results in our life, okay, and, 
and they are just results. They're not good or bad until we place our meaning or judgment onto that result based on our conditioning, okay? But a result is a result, good or bad, be it financial, your health, your job, your relationship, there's a result. But what causes that result in your life, right? We all know that results are caused by behavior, okay? So your behavior, what, what you do today matters for the result that you produce tomorrow. So if you sit on your couch all day long watching Netflix and you want more money, right? You know, that result's not going to happen. That behavior is called that result. But what's empowering about it is that that um, behavior can be changed and it matters, okay? And that's where a lot of change happens, right? People start to have change there at the behavioral level. And they change their behaviors, they get a new result, but for how long? How long does it stick for? And that's the issue that you don't get lasting change. So short term. Yeah. So now, a good question to ask again is, so what causes your behavior? Okay. So your behavior is caused by your emotional state. Okay. And also yeah. just, just, just going back there that 95% of your behavior and habits are, are unconscious. They're on an unconscious program on autopilot, right? So like when you drive a car, you might drive from here to the shops and, or, to, or to work and you get to work and you go, how the fuck did I get you? You've been thinking yeah. about like, how many times has it happened to you? You've been thinking about things, all this stuff. <laughs> Every day, like we are, like our body like has become the mind and we're just driving the car and while we, like who knows what we're thinking about, okay? So the same thing, what causes your behavior is your emotional state. Now, the thing about your emotional state is that it's also 95% unconscious, okay? 95% of the day you spend an emotional state that you have no idea about, okay? Yeah. So companies get motivational speakers. I mean, I've been to so many, right? Yeah. And the whole thing of think happy thoughts, think happy thoughts for how long? Like how long can you actually sustain that, right? So they come into the office, they pump you up, for two days, the sales team's killing it. They're killing it. Yeah. Five days later, like how long does it last for? Because it's not self-initiated, it's external motivation. Right? So that emotional state cannot be sustained for long because it's, been, because it's, it's come from external source. Mm -hmm. So because your emotional state is 95% unconscious, you have to ask the question again, what causes your emotional state? And the answer is your conditioning. So what is conditioning, right? Your conditioning is just the sum total of your values, your beliefs, your memories, your experiences, and your attitudes, okay? And this is why everything else, else is unconscious because your conditioning, right, um, uh, instructs your state, it instructs your behavior, and instructs your results. Gotcha. So your conditioning, depending on where you're born, depending on what type of family you went to, depending on what type of school you went to, depending what religion you were, everyone's got different conditioning. And human beings are all, we're all unique. And when you start to tinkle or play with or change those values and those beliefs and those memories and those experiences and those attitudes, right? Guess what happens? Your emotional state changes. Guess what happens? Your behavior changes. Unconsciously, because now it's an unconscious program. Because your conditioning is an unconscious program, right? Yeah. And then your results change effortlessly you're driving a car effortlessly right because it's an unconscious program yes. in your mind okay so when you change your beliefs about yourself uh, your beliefs about other people your beliefs about money your beliefs about um friends and relationships you'll see different results with those people with money in your life and that is literally how we create re how we create reality and you can go into a whole quantum physics discussion on this too but if you can identify the beliefs that are keeping you back identify the the values that are misaligned with you, identify the experiences that you're holding on to from like something happened to you 10 years ago and you're still angry about it. You created yeah. an emotional state. You're angry about that guy at school that, you know, like, I don't know, pulled your pants down. I don't know, whatever yeah. it is. And you got this embarrassment inside you. I don't know what it is. And, 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 that, and that determines your state. Or something happened to you. You, you haven't got divorced, right? And now you, all men are dicks, or all women are dicks. Now you've got a belief about men and women, and you'll keep seeing the same results in your life no matter what. So the brain, your unconscious mind, like, will prove itself right based on the information that you give. So we've got 5% consciousness. That 5% we need to use to, to, to direct the focus of what we want to see in our life. So yeah. if, you say, um, if you say, oh, my kids never listen to me. Well, you'll see that in your life every single day. Your kids will never listen to you. But if you change that belief to say, my kids were having a rough day, you know, it was just a, an outlier, whatever mm. it is, okay? 
you'll see and you won't get as upset with your kids and your results will change. Your kids will listen to you somehow. Mm. It's a fucking hack that works. Try yeah. it. Don't try it. Don't yeah, believe no. me. Go check. Like, like <laughs> whatever it is. You could... I assume you, Troy, I don't know about you, Al, if you have, but I, I've read a book called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. Um, I haven't read it. It's like, it's, it was written in like the 60s. So it's slightly old English. It's like one of those classics. And it actually educated me about, about a lot of this and, and kind of made me really aware of it. And it's exactly what you're saying, Troy. It's, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think like, I think like, sorry to interrupt, like, no, no, we've all experienced it. Like, Al, you would have experienced it with uh, competing in CrossFit or rugby, for example, when you kind of yeah. believe that, that you're going to achieve something, you believe it. And when you've got a negative mindset, it affects you negatively as well. Um, but Troy, I actually want to go back a step because everything that you're saying right now is, is really like resonating and it's, it's, it's a lot of really valuable stuff. But something yeah. that really um, kind of came up with me in your story is, is how you stop taking your medication. Um, so obviously medication is prescribed for a reason and you managed to stop taking the medication and get yourself to a state where you felt stabilized, right? Talk me yeah. through that. Let's unpack that. Okay, cool. So, so, so this is very interesting. And this is, this is exactly what I experienced, okay? So, so I, I obviously started doing work on your mind, right? And I started doing work or researching stuff about placebos and how placebos work. So obviously, with, when, 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 when they test any drug, they have to be a placebo tested and a double-blind test, okay? Um, side note, they don't do this for vaccines for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, so yeah. vaccines are not tested to be safe by the FDA, which is a really interesting thing. But that's a side note for another day. Yeah. So um, uh, they, they placebo test. So I went and checked it out. So they give people a sugar pill, and they would have the same effect as the actual yeah. drug which means that when they had that pull, their mind believed they were actually taking something that would make them better. So it sent a signal to their brain to produce serotonin, dopamine, and all the chemicals that someone who's depressed doesn't produce, okay? So if that, so I realized my mind, if that person could take a sugar pill and just create these chemicals in his mind, or not in his mind, in his brain, actually, and come to, why can we not do it as human beings without the, without the placebo? So I decided to test this, okay? And, and I, I was taking my meds. I didn't go off of them cold turkey. I was weaning off. And, and I was supposed to be taking them my whole life. And I got off them at the end of, at the end of April this year. Um, so I was on them for about a year and two months, okay? Yeah. Um, um, uh, sorry, when did I get off them? No, yeah. No, no, I got off, off them. That's what I'm talking about. At the end of last year, I yeah. stopped taking my, my meds. So, from, um, came out of rehab in February, March, and then stopped at the end of last year in, in December, yeah. which was unheard of. Yeah. And the reason was because I started to look alternative medicine. I really like that because it is, it's like ancient, it's ancient, like, it's ancient medicine that's been used. For, for a long time, breathing techniques, okay, meditation. I went deep in that, I researched it, I went to yoga philosophy, not just Hatha yoga, mm. understanding how the mind works and how we create reality. And I found some people and I researched um, the power of breath work and the power of meditation. Um, and I started to implement these. So I would do breathing, breath work every day, which I still do to, today. I do meditation and I learned my meditation from Joe Dispenza. Guys, if you haven't seen Joe Dispenza, go check him out. He's like, he's unbelievable. He's, he's got scientific proof about how meditation works. And that's why, like, I love to know why things work. Don't just tell me yeah. it works. Let's figure out why. And, and I did his work. And through that, I realized how I could create these chemicals in my brain. Naturally, our brain is the, is the biggest pharmacy or the most powerful pharmacy in the world. Yeah. And society has taken this belief away from us that we can heal ourselves. I've seen it myself. I've seen it with clients. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying this should work because I'm not a doctor. What I'm saying is that from my experience, what I've seen and what I've experienced myself, you can 
heal yourself through your mind. Remember, allopathic medicine, which is Western medicine, right, is 110 years old, guys. Mm-hmm. It's 110 years old. Human beings have been around for thousands of years. Yeah. So these, these other techniques have been around for thousands of years and they've been healing human, human beings. Not to say that allopathic medicine is that. I think it's amazing, right? It's very, very good. But for things like the mind, I think that human beings can, and if they are taught to, and they have that belief system that they are powerful and they can change it. So that's what I did. I did meditation and breath work. And I had the belief in myself that I didn't need something external to make me feel better. I got the blueprint of perfect health. I'm born from a, an egg cell and a sperm cell connected. And then we grow into these human beings with cardiovascular systems, with endocrine systems, with an immune system, with lungs, with skin. Like we're shedding trillions of cells every single day. There's, and now we can heal it. If we've got that blueprint of perfect health, and this is what Joe Dispenza teaches as well, you can heal yourself. And he's proved it thousands of times. This is not just bullshit. He's yeah. proved it thousands of times. And, and when I learned from him and saw from him, I was like, okay, I can do this. So, so I proved to myself how powerful a human being is. Not just me, any one of us can do it. Um, do not go off your meds. I'm not saying that. Make sure yeah. you consult your doctor, right? I consulted my doctor. I said, this is what I'm doing. She says, try it. I can go with it. And she was like, holy shit. Well done, you know? That's amazing. They're open to it. Let's, let's, let's do it, yeah. That's awesome. And it's cool to hear that because it's, you know, it's one thing when you say, just get off your meds, like it's quite a shock and it's, it's not credible. But the way you explain it now makes a lot of sense. Um, and so speak, speaking of the breath work and meditation, this is something that like, I'm very interested in. Um, I heard you, I think when we were chatting before, you were talking about Wim Hof, about the breathing, Wim Hof breathing. Yeah, so Wim Hof's been doing this for a long time. And he's, got his, I mean, he's created a beautiful business, but he's also he's such an amazing human being. He, he wants to help people. He wants to empower people to understand that they can heal themselves as well. Okay, yeah. through the power of breath work and and um, and the cold. So 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 um, the cold I don't know too much about. Um, I do it. I do the showers, but I don't know exactly what it's doing doing to my body. The breath work, you have physiological shifts when you're doing it. Okay, and you're literally releasing all the good hormones into your body when you are doing this breathing. Um, you're releasing serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, which is the hormone of love. So oxytocin is when a mother has a child, she's got like flooded with these oxytocin and, and so that child, and that's the connection. So oxytocin is like the love hormone that we need as human beings. And when, if you can produce more of this every single day, why not? Yeah. To yeah. be in your family, in your life, in your, in your community. And you feel good. Like you, you literally feel amazing afterwards. You go out into your day, in a state of calm and, and resourcefulness. And when you do the breathing, it reduces uh, levels of cortisol, neuron, epinephrine, and um, adrenaline, which are all the inflammatory hormones in your body that cause disease, that cause you to stress out, or the yeah. stress hormones. So, so you get stressed out and you feel it. So how, how does it work? So the breathing technique itself. So obviously, people can go and research Wim Hof breathing on their own. But if you had to just give... Yeah. 20 seconds, like easy description of it. So, what, so there's a, there's a, there's a beautiful, okay. There's a beautiful technique called um, uh, brain heart coherence. Okay. Which Joe Dispenza does. And which, have you all heard of that? Uh, no, I haven't. I heard about it. Okay. Like, I remember John Sarnay actually speaking about it. Yes. So John's gone to um, uh, Joe's, Joe's things. So like I did this with Robert Simich, um, my coach uh, in July last year. And, and, and I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. So what it is, is slow down your breathing five seconds in, five seconds out. Okay. Focus your attention on your heart. We all know that where you focus your energy, where, where you focus your attention, your, your, um, your energy flows. So you focus on your heart. Okay. And then you feel the feelings of gratitude, appreciation, and care. And Heart Math Institute and Joe Dispenza actually measured the frequencies of these emotions. And that's how you, how you elevate um, your being and create the brain-heart coherence. When your brain and heart are in coherence, your whole body in, is in coherence, and you're in a state of creation, not a state of fight or flight. So 
that's what brain heart coherence does. They've measured it where they actually, where they've measured telomeres with Joe Dispenza where um, on the end of your chromosomes, there are telomeres, right? And they're white caps. And as you age, they decrease. Within four days of doing this breathing, 10 minutes a day, four days in a row, it increased their length of their telomeres, I think by 20%, I, can't, I could be corrected by that. But essentially, Joe is saying that you increase your life by 20%. Maybe not your lifespan, but the, the, the quality of your life. When you're 100 years old, your liver is not going to be shot. Your life's not going to be shot. So seriously, and researched and proven, right? And measured scientifically. So that's yeah. a beautiful one that, that I do every single day, every single day. And that just floods your body with all these good emotions. Mm. all these good chemicals and that is how you i mean that's exactly what Wim Hof says like it keeps you it boosts your immune system mm. when you're in fight or flight your immune system shuts down all your blood and everything is going to your arms and your legs so when you're doing breathing your immune system is able to grow and repair and yeah. this is it's so important if you do this breathing every single day fuck COVID you won't get COVID I promise you right now mm. big statement again big I'm not a doctor <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Don't try me. Don't do it. I'm just yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Maybe not, guys. Funny. Maybe not. Yeah. You you you've got a way better chance of keeping your immune system healthy if you're doing this breathing every every single day. Absolutely. Once a week, even whatever it is. Not saying it's going to keep you healthy forever, but you got a better chance of surviving yeah. any threat that comes into your body. That's awesome. I'm, I'm literally going to, after this call, going to go do some research on it and start. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we talk about it, you know, in addition to all of that is like the, you know, it becomes the, it becomes the why not, mm. you know, it becomes the, it becomes the 1%, you know, like what, what is going to make my life 1% better? Why wouldn't you try that? 100%. You know, if you, if you don't have the opportunity to be like, you know what, I'm going to research this breathing. I'm going to give it a go for a week and let's, and let's see what happens, you know, like, why not? It's not like, you know, you're threatening your life by something and, or, you know, I'm just going to go off the rails, but um, that's something. The worst positive. that can happen, the worst that can happen is you feel relaxed. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. Well, Especially with load getting, you've got, you've got two and a half hours every day. <laughs> like, so I've, I've been in quite a good habit of meditation, right? I never really got into the Wim Hof breathing um, but meditation wise, I kind of got into a habit and of late I've kind of fallen out of it. And you know, like how some days you wake up and you actually just don't feel great. Like I can't put my finger on it. I just feel anxious. I'm like more worried than I normally am about things in general, etc. And I know that um, I was thinking about it earlier. I know like I need to take like a, a 20 minute timeout and just do a, a meditation or something. And I didn't get to it because I was busy and like one thing comes up after the next. And I think it's, it's the habit. It's like creating that habit and making it last. Um, so it's definitely something and I this conversation is to like try and make it stick and then not, not waver. It's discipline. Yeah. And Mark, like when you feel that way, that is the day that you need to do it even more. Exactly. Because when you can spend 10 minutes, not even 20 minutes, 10 minutes with yourself. And it's not like sitting there thinking you thought, like have a clear intention about what you want to experience. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll go into this now, but, if you can keep the small promises to yourself, if you say, I'm going to meditate every day this week, five times this week for 10 minutes, okay? And you keep that promise to yourself. It becomes easier to keep other promises to yourself. Exactly. But when you say, I'm going to meditate today for 10 minutes and you break that promise to yourself, like people, we always break promises to ourselves so easily. And it's, yeah. the, it's, it's the worst promise to break to because we literally telling our unconscious mind, we don't give a fuck about you. Your unconscious mind's going, oh, cool. Ugh. Don't worry, guys. We're not going to have to do this. He yeah, always says this. He always says this. Don't worry, relax. One of those so, where you don't want to go to bed tonight uh, with, that, with that guilty feeling of, oh man, I should have done 10 minutes and I only did five. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same as training. Yeah. It's, it's the same as any promise you say. Like, I've said to myself so many times, I'm going to train tomorrow. Fuck, I'm going to train tomorrow. Get up. Yeah. Oh, it's cold. Like, no. And I'm going to train my mind to get into that habit because every time I break that promise to myself, yeah. I'm creating a misalignment and breaking rapport with my own unconscious mind. And when you have rapport between your conscious mind and your, and your unconscious mind, you are coherent and you are whole. When you start lying to yourself, yeah. not like if you keep small promises to yourself, it's so easy to keep the big promises. 
breaking the small promises gets you into that negative spiral. Yeah. And then, like you said, that then affects your behavior, which affects your, you know, your yeah. results, etc. It has a knock-on effect. All connected. Yeah. 100%. Sure. Huge knock-on effect. Huge, huge knock-on effect. Awesome. I wanted to add, go back to something that you guys said about, um, oh, no, I can't, I can't remember now. But meditation, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask as well as now that you've, so, I mean, how has, how has your, your work been this year specifically with COVID, with lockdown? You know, have you, have you been, you know, have you seen more people and how have you found dealing with people in this way? Because I feel like also being, you know, seeing people face to face, there's also, there's value in that, you know, how have you found relating what you do as your, as your prime, you know, primary work, you know, online as, you know, how have you found that in making connections? Yeah. So, so I, I was really concerned about it at the start when it first came out. I was also concerned to go and, uh, you know, and, and speak to you about say, Hey, do you need some help? You know, because, because everyone was going through a bit of a financial struggle. So, but that was a story I was telling myself and we create stories in our minds the whole time. And when I broke through that story, I said, this is the time when people actually need it the most. Yeah. This is when they need it the most. And I'm serving people. I'm not out there to, you know, jump on the crisis. People yeah. need this more than ever now. So once I broke that story to myself and I got comfortable with being online on Zoom, um, everything changed. The results that I'm getting are way better. I'm more aligned. I'm so congruent with the work I'm doing. And it's actually turned out better because with my sessions, I do quite a lot, quite long sessions for the initial breakthrough to get that instant change. And it's quite nice because instead of being in an office somewhere, uh, like I was at WeWork before, um, mm -hmm. they can be on their bed, you know, and okay, cool, there's some break for lunch. They, and they go have their lunch, what they want, with their partner. It's not like yeah. a whole day of like street on, a, on a chair, you know, yeah, so, yeah. and we can have breaks and it's, it's more fun. So, so, so definitely it was, um, it, it was, it was a beautiful time to adapt because I was trying to go on online before and it just sort of forced me into doing that sooner. Um, but definitely the results are, are, are the same, if not better, um, because people I think find are more relaxed um, in, their own, own, in, in their own sort of environment. Eventually yeah. when we do open up for travel, um, I, I, I want to run sort of programs where it's an experience where they come and see me in Bali. So I'm hoping to move to Bali when this stuff opens up. So definitely miss the human interaction for sure. And <laughs> um, being in someone's space is always way, way better. But yeah. um, you adapt, eh? You adapt or you die. Yeah. Either changing. Yeah. yeah, it's true. But in terms of the, what interests me as well is the, when you first, let's say you, you know, you, you get in touch with someone or someone get in touch with you and they want, they want to go through this, they want to find this change or they want to reprogram their, the unconscious mind what are what are kind of the initial questions you know what's what's your what's your that what opens that conversation because i mean it's not it's not easy to find a memory that i don't know that i'm holding on to do you know what i mean yeah so that's that's the beautiful thing is that asking questions gets the answers that you don't even think that are in your conscious mind because everything right remember we get this is some quantum physics again. All the information we go comes in into, 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 into our brains, our unconscious mind, through our five senses. We have about 400 billion bits of information per second of what science can currently measure. Remember, science is always changing. Science is never actual fact because it's always the best we can do currently now. And mm -hmm. of that 400 billion, it gets deleted, distorted, and generalized down to 2,000 okay, bits per second. So we have a perceived reality. So there's information in your mind, in your unconscious mind, that you'll never know about. It's filtered. Okay? And, hey? No, just saying it's actually filtered. Yeah. It's completely filtered. It's filtered through deletion, distortion, generalization, and then filtered on your beliefs and value systems and everything. So if we were to, if, so if someone came in here and gave us each $10,000, we would all react differently. Mm -hmm. I might be like, I can thank God. Someone might be like, what do you want from me? You know, someone yeah. might be like, you know, do you think I'm poor? Whatever it is. But everyone's going to react differently based on their conditioning. 
Okay, and that's why human beings are so different. And the comp that, that's where we need to have compassion for different people's points of view. We all have opinions, we allow them because our conditioning is different. Let's have a conversation rather than, than you know, um, uh, believe rigidly in what we know. But I digress. Sorry. So the questions that you would that we would ask are, are, are just really some really interesting questions based on like um, so we'll go through what the problem is, okay, sure. their sort of biggest problem, and then I ask questions like, is there a purpose for this problem? What? What do you mean? Is there a purpose for this problem? You know, what's worth suffering for? Um, ask questions like ask ask questions like, how does money view you? Okay, ask questions like, what will happen if you continue to have self-doubt? Right? What will happen if you don't have self-doubt? What won't happen if you do have self-doubt? And then what won't happen if you don't have self-doubt? Now that completely bypasses the conscious mind by asking, yeah. and that's using quantum linguistics, completely bypasses the unconscious mind and you find out what's really going on and the and the client makes those those connections but at a way deeper level like how i get to root cause because i did with root cause the root cause of any of any emotion um of any problem so a problem is based on two things mm. you can only have a problem if you have a situation and you have a negative emotion a negative charge to that yeah. situation or that event or that person then it's a problem in your life okay so what, what you need to do is like discharge that event so that the person can get the learning from it and they can move forward. Okay. And we do this with a process called time paradigm. Or I, do, I do this with a process called time paradigm techniques. Have you guys heard of that before? I haven't, buddy. It's a, re it's a, it's a, re it's a really um, cool process that works with the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. So normal behavioral therapy works with conscious behavior. Okay, cool. Change your behavior, get, get a new result. That's change. Now, we all know that change, real change only happens at the unconscious level. So you, so you have hyp hypnosis, okay? Mm -hmm. But hypnosis is where you are in an unconscious state aware, like you know what's going on, but the suggestion's been given to you, okay? Yeah. So people come out of hypnosis, not always like fully, like they are saying, or like what did they say? And they're not sure of it. So what Time Paradigm Techniques done is it's, it's been an NLP for, for, for years, and it wasn't actually done correctly and there were some issues with it and now it's been adapted and um, upgraded um with with the um with my coach and mentor robert simich uh, he's done some really great work on on that so what this is is you take the conscious mind and the unconscious mind and you let them talk together so what that means is that i am asking you questions while you're in a meditative state in a brainwave of alpha or theta okay um uh, and and you relax and it's a use of quantum linguistics to get the brain into an alpha brainwave state and that's where you can make changes. In a beta brainwave state, um, which is our everyday sort of state, yeah. that you aren't going to get changed. When you're in the alpha state, you're more suggestible and um, there has to be a rapport between your conscious and unconscious mind. So you in time paradigm techniques, the conscious, your conscious mind is having a conversation with your unconscious mind and that's why is an undeniable change immediately after the process. The process takes about 45 minutes to release five, five emotions of anger, um, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. And those five emotions are the five strongest. And generally, everything, um, every other emotion falls under that one. It's with Gestalt therapy and a whole bunch of things. But that's how we get to the root cause. And you don't know, like, you'll come up and people will be like, holy shit, I didn't know that happened to me when I was one years old. Oh, my God. But, and they've used this actually in, to solve crimes. People um, uh, that, that experience a crime and, and they can't remember because their unconscious mind is trying to keep them safe by repressing that negative memory. Yeah. And that's what your yeah. unconscious mind does. Mm -hmm. So they bring them into this and they take them and they go, okay, cool. I know what the person is. It's this person. And they've solved cases like this. So yeah. research that as well. Don't believe me. Go, go, and it go sounds, check it out. It sounds familiar. Like definitely heard about this and Troy what um, is it the same thing as hypnotism or is it different and why so hypnosis works directly with the unconscious mind only where you get into a trance state and a trance state trance means basically into a relaxed state in an alpha state okay so you go into trance and you watch tv right you go into alpha state you see that that's why adverts are so expensive on tv because they know you're in a trance state and they're putting you into your unconscious mind so you hypnotize they're hypnotizing you the whole time so 
Hypnosis is a very powerful technique, unbelievable change um, technique where, where um, the hypnotist or the hypnotherapist is giving you suggestions the whole time. And with time paradigm techniques is the me, I'm not giving you suggestions, I'm asking you questions and then you are then making, and you're talking back to me the whole yeah. time. So it's a conscious, unconscious. So you're not in a set of complete um, hypnosis. You're feeding me information. You're more, you, you stimulating the conversation with myself. Exactly. So there's a conversation that goes on while you're in that alpha state. Hypnosis is, they're giving you suggestions the whole time and you don't know what the suggestions are. Um, uh, generally, I mean, if you go to someone that's, that's proper, they're not going to mess you around. You know, yeah, no one's going to do that. This is a, it's a healing modality. Yeah. So uh, don't go to the stage hypnotist. I've been to one of those. I don't know if you've seen me. There was, was not yeah. my time. <laughs> <laughs> Andre the hypnotist. Yeah, yeah. Andre, just, uh, Andre the hypnotist. He's on <laughs> year seventy-three, <No>. crushing it. <laughs> yeah. No, not, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. But yeah, so that's that's the difference between like hypnotherapy and time paradigm. Hypnotherapy gets results. Time paradigm gets results instantly. Yeah. Uh, it's a fucking powerful, it's powerful, powerful technique that we use. Um, and are you are you able to achieve these mental states and so on by doing it over Zoom, like without being in person and and all of that? Yes, one one hundred. So it was a it was a concern of mine at the at the start, but yeah. So so the so the only um, yeah, I'll do everything over Zoom. I mean, there, there's. A complete like you're just in a seat relaxed completely and just through um uh, just breath eh like if you sit and you take 10 deep breaths now and you focus on that you'll go into an alpha state you go to trance state you know when you feel relaxed like in the bush or you go on holiday and you feel yeah. relaxed yeah, you're in yeah. alpha brainwave state yeah. like before you go to sleep alpha brainwave state then you go into theta and then delta is like deep sleep hmm. um joe dispenza gets his students into delta in meditation now that is where you are creating from like an unbelievable place the most suggestible yeah. and whatever you're thinking about is going into your mind so 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 for sure you can do any of this stuff over zoom um uh, very easily and speaking of joe dispenza um so I've, I've had a look very briefly at his at his website and so on so if, if you want to like start doing joe dispenza meditations and so on is it an app that you download is it um youtube how do you actually do it so you buy his course you want to plug joe this is how much love fucking joe bro yeah. fucking plug joe whenever because it helps people this, his, 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 his work is pioneering guys i promise you he's pioneering you go into the site and you get um uh, the online workshop i don't know i'm not sure what it costs now i think i bought it for 400 or 500 dollars i'm not too sure and you, you have to get that, and it's a, it's an online course. Uh, it's like I think 21, um, 21 episodes, and and there's like teachings, and then there's, and then there's meditation, then teaching meditation, and then there's a whole bunch of meditation that he gives to you that you can use for anything, and it's him and his how he scientifically studied how it gets you into that state the fastest, and you have you have serious serious like your reality changes in an instant. So. This is a cool thing. So get Joe's stuff, 100%. Go to his website, buy, buy his shit. Whatever online course you can buy, it's a prerequisite for his advanced retreat as well. Just get it. But what, what we're realizing now, um, and what Joe and people like Bruce Lipton and um, uh, Greg Braden and a whole bunch of other scientists are, 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 have been saying for years and what's coming out and what I'm trying to bring awareness to now as well is that the old paradigm of thought and life um, and how reality works is that reality is created out or outside in. So whatever is outside of us, that's our reality. And, that's, and we yeah. feel yeah. how it is outside. So if we've got a beautiful big house, we're going to feel good. If we've got that beautiful woman or that, 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 that family, whatever it is that you want, you feel good because of what's outside of you. Now, what they've shown and proven is that reality is created inside out, whereby when you think of what you want, okay, or you think of what you desire or what you need in your life, in your mind, your mind doesn't know the difference between what's real on the outside, outside your eyes and what's real on the inside of your mind. And when you think of that picture, right, of what your desired life wants to be, and you close your eyes and you meditate, you'll feel feelings of excitement, joy, happiness, to the point where I've actually cried before, like, I come out of the day smiling, going, holy shit, like, 
my this happens. And when you realize that your emotions create reality and not and, and not the things outside you that create your emotions, and emotions are yeah. something that you can create inside of you through your thoughts. So and emotions are chemical produced by your mind and your body, wherever that chemical produced in your gut, wherever it is. But a thought creates the emotion, and emotion is the chemical that floods every single cell of your body. So yeah. if you can close your eyes and feel grateful and feel excited and feel joy and feel appreciation and feel care for whatever it is that you want in your life, that is how you manifest a clear intention and an elevated emotion of love, joy, gratitude, appreciation, care. Those two things is how you manifest in life. So they are proving that this paradigm shift of reality is inside out. So meditators and the guys doing Joe's work are creating amazing results, um, healing themselves from diseases, whatever that is, and also experiencing their lives what they experience in their meditation. So it's a complete paradigm shift. And once people become more aware of that, like, like results yeah. aren't linear. Like you get told, this is, you got to do this, do this, do this. No. Yes, yes, yes. Are, they are not linear results don't take time they take courage they have the courage to do the work and when you when you when you when you start doing the work you can create a whole new reality for you for yourself yeah. and that's that's the work yeah 100 percent. and i think also it's, you know what's what's so valuable about that is being able to not lean on those external uh, affirmations or lean on external things to provide you with the happiness. If you can, if you can within yourself be happy because of what you're trying to create for yourself, then you know, you, you're not putting all of, you're not investing all of this on this outside things. And then if it doesn't work out, then of course there's devastation, you know, there's, there's the conduit. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's fleeting. Like how fleeting is it? Like how many times have you wanted something and you've got it and you think it's gonna make you happy. And you're happy for a week or two weeks. Mm. You've got like, whatever, no, whatever it is that you want. <laughs> and you get it for two weeks and you and you and you or you're happy for for two weeks and you go back to it and that's what i experienced in my life i wanted that i wanted that i wanted that i wanted that and i got it right and then what happened i felt shit afterwards and then i got into the depression because we we do not get what we want in life because just the mere fact of of, of wanting is saying that you lack that in your current reality right now you don't have that in your reality so you want i i want that job I want that wife. I want that, that partner. I want love. I want the money. I want, I want freedom, whatever it is, whatever you want. Mm. You're stating that you don't currently have it. So the new paradigm is saying you don't get what you want. You get who you are. So if you can be that person in this current reality, like what would a person that is in love behave like? What would he think? What emotions would he experience? Yeah. Like or, or, or she. Okay. Behaves like a flippin' fool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen someone who's in love being sick? <laughs> sick when you're in love because your 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 whole body's flooded with these emotions, these chemicals of oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin. You don't have any cortisol and inflammation in yeah. your body. Yeah. So, like, like experience love, like fucking whatever. Like, love is the greatest emotion there is. Yeah. And I think when, when we start as a as a as a as a planet as a humankind to actually start experiencing that for one another and like not judge each other based on our conditioning. And once people understand that everyone's different because we have different conditioning, and we have compassion for that person, mm. then then life becomes easy. It's easy to be kind to someone. Mm -hmm. Like people don't like what I'm saying. But I don't mind. Like I don't mind with the, I don't mind because yeah. as long as they wouldn't have a conversation with me about their points of view, I've got compassion and they must have compassion for my for my um, a different way of seeing things due to my conditioning. Yeah. If we can do that, yeah. that will literally help us be kinder to each other. Absolutely. No, it's huge, man. It's huge. That's, um, that's you know, it's I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I feel like I've really benefited from it. Um, Completely, that, yes. That would be a really good place to, to wrap up, actually. Um, yeah, beautiful. And I think we should, we should do this again because I think that we're only scratching the surface. Um, Definitely. Whenever you're keen, I'm keen. It's fun. Nice not, not to chat to guys that are keen to, to um, uh, you know, ask, ask different questions as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, Troy. Jeez, bro. 
What a what a story, man. What a story. Oh, crazy. And it's it's awesome, like like it's it's awesome for me to hear your story because I obviously so so for whoever doesn't know, Troy and I went to school together. Um and and we were mates, but we've kind of I think since you moved to Joburg specifically, we kind of lost touch. So the yeah. last time I saw you, Troy, I think um I think you were still playing poker, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. really, really, really cool to, to hear about this journey that you've been on. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for, for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks amazing. for the time. I really appreciate it, Troy. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And, um, and for anyone listening, where, where can they find you if, uh, if they want to reach out? The best way to find me is on Instagram, just at Troy McTier, or on Facebook, just Troy McTier as well. Um, best way to find me, easy. Just DM me, and um, we can have a conversation, whatever you want to speak about. Ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Brilliant. I love that. I might, I might use your services, but... <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime. Two sides of the podcast, not saying who, though. I'm asking for a <laughs> 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 well, thanks so much guys it's been so much fun I really appreciate it Sweet. and I'm, I'm loving the work that you guys are doing too it's really cool thanks Troy that's awesome, awesome. and um, thanks yeah, you. We'll, we'll keep in contact beautiful okay. guys thanks so much eh? have a good time stay, stay good out there be kind to one another and uh, you know survive load shedding